ride with me in my foul life. Howdy, 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 folks out there. How is, how's it going out there in the virtual world? Me? It's doing good here in the real world. You, Jared? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the real, my real world is very good. I ain't going to complain, but we have uh, our buddy, Jared Woodward, back in the studio today for another Foul Life podcast, the F- Peace of Mind series brought to you by Sig Sauer. You know what's cool about that? Is I went shooting this weekend. I did not get to go shooting this weekend. Um, I went out, just have a little fun, took the kids out, took the old lady out and went out and shot a few rounds. It was fun. I didn't get to do that this weekend. I did take your brother the following week or the prior weekend. Yeah, Yeah, we went out and did some long range stuff, but I didn't get to shoot this last weekend. So too busy working, too busy working. I've had a, I've had a couple of really busy weeks, so lots of work. I know we were planning on doing this a couple of weeks ago, but I know that didn't, that didn't <laughs> push work it out, out a little bit. <laughs> had two weeks of doubles, double doubles. I had two weeks of doubles, but it's editing type footage. Of doubles, <laughs> yeah, not not as uh, difficult as your job, that's for sure. But yeah, wait. I was uh, the it, what's what's really cool is that the um, Nicole really loves the P three sixty five. That's a great gun. I, I mean, I love the P365. Yeah. Just the, like, in fact, I picked one up the other day. Um, I had a buddy that was like, hey, I know you, you your wife's liking this, and yeah. I just wanted to have another one so she could leave one in her purse and not have to worry about moving it from the purse back to the, the nightstand or to the motorhome or wherever mm-hmm. we're going. Mm-hmm. Just simplify some things. I'm like, I'll just put one here, put one there. Yeah. Uh, that way everything's the same, and. That kind yeah. of leads it. I, what I was going with, Nicole. She hasn't shot a lot. Mm-hmm. She grew up around, you know, having a gun in the house, but never really was taught the proper way. You know, her uncle was on the force yeah. and uh, and taught the family. Uh, her mom and dad didn't really have guns, but she grew up with them, especially with her, her uncle. She was over there all the time, and so she had to learn. The safety, just being around the house, being around him. So the uncle did good, obviously, teaching her. But she never really grew up shooting or really learning the basics of how to shoot. So on the, you know, just out on the range trying to help her um, learn stuff or teach her stuff that I've learned over the years through Mm -hmm. just being in it from you, Houston Shaw, John Shaw, you know, you, you kind of pick up on things. But and what you're just talking about, having multiple guns in certain areas to where you can, you know, not have to <laughs> shuffle everything, shuffle around, everything yeah. around and maybe forget yeah. one every now and again. That kind of leads to what I really want to talk about today. And that is um, for a new shooter, what what are the first things that they want to learn and think about when they're on the range? I mean, to me, the very first lesson always is treat every gun as if it was loaded. So yeah, for us, we go over the five cardinal rules for us. We okay. call it the five. There's a lot of people that won't that only have the four. And we added a fifth in our range training because we saw it as an issue because um, it, it, it surfaced. Um, and I'll go over them. So treat every gun if it's, as if it were loaded, just like you, you, you talked about, uh, I think, on a prior podcast, you and your dad were out sage hen hunting, and he put all these guns on the tailgate, and we're like, which gun's loaded? Yep, it was rifles, shotguns, yeah, pistols, right? everything, and I was like, "Well, that one is, and that one is," and he's like, yep. "No, 
They're Everyone all is. loaded, right? Yeah. Um, so super, I mean, crazy. That one's on, should be on everybody's list. I mean, because each person has a different, kind of a different list, I'd say. Um, keep your finger off the trigger and out of the trigger guard until you're on target and ready to shoot. Are these in order of importance on the range? Mm, I wouldn't say they're in order. Okay. Um, just make sure you have th- these just five Just make down. sure these five are in yeah. there. Um, know what's know what's in between your target and what's beyond your target. Um, I was That was always ingrained to me because, I mean, we would shoot out in the desert. And I'm like, you'd see a bicycle rider. And I'm like, oh, he's way out there. Yeah. And I, I was little. My uncle's like, how far does that bullet go? I go, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I was probably seven or eight. He goes, that's going to go a long way. Yeah, it might not have stopping power that little 22 way out there but it could still hurt him really bad right i'm like oh i didn't ever never thought about that because it'll go through that little paper target or whatever and just keep running yeah you can't see where it is absolutely (laughs) not um so what do we got trade every gun that's loaded keep your finger off the trigger and out of the trigger guard um and know your target what's in between your target and what beyond your target and then uh, for me Never point your gun at anything you're not willing to kill or destroy. Yep. There's no coming back. Right? So let's say, and, and for me, this one's probably the most important. Because if I screw up the first two or first three, but I never pointed it, let's say it's at, pointed at the ground and I put my tr- figure on the trigger and I'm not on target. And for some reason, something makes me flinch and I pull the trigger. Well, that's an accidental discharge into the ground. But if I was pointing it at something that I didn't want to kill or destroy, there's a likelihood. So to me, that's I've always said that's the most important because everything else is an accident that I could put a hole in a TV or whatever, and it's not that detrimental. Um, and then the fifth one that a lot of people don't have on their list or don't think about. We say, let a falling gun fall. Because what ends up happening is, let's say you're drawn from a holster, you're grabbing a gun, and it, you, you don't get a good grip on it, and it starts to fall out of your hand. And you're going, oh, man, I'm just going to get it. Well, what ends up happening? Your finger goes right card, in there. That cardinal rule number two of keep your finger off the trigger and out of the trigger guard until you're on target happens. And you just clinch up on it, and boom. Um, I want to say... It was, it's been several years. We had uh, somebody that was out training that brought this back to us. A deputy somewhere had done that and grabbed it and went off and he shot his thumb on the on a support hand. And I'm like, oh, good God. Think about it that close range, what, you, what he probably did to his thumb. He probably couldn't, can't do this career anymore. Yeah, sure. So that's why we incorporated that fifth let a falling gun fall. I yeah, I mean, this makes sense, right? Because... I imagine you have done it as well, um, but your range master, every range master probably around this country, military and on the police force, obviously do uh, weapons testing. Yeah. They only accept certain guns into their academy mm-hmm. or allowed to be on force if yep. it doesn't if it passes all these tests. Mm-hmm. One being drop, drop tests. Test. Yep. And so when you instill that, and but human nature is like, oh god, I got to catch it. I don't want to, you know, it's just, it's just human nature that if it's, if it falls, it's going to go off. So you have to really teach, um, people. And a lot of people don't want their gun to get messed up. up. It's a tool. Um, it's crazy because we're doing a bunch of red dot testing on our pistols. Well, I dropped my pistol on purpose from five, six feet. 
right on the site. Because no, I want to I mean, make sure that that thing's going to last. 100%. But um, yeah, but if you instill that, um, show them, obviously, look, I'm purposely going to show you. I'm dropping this gun a thousand times and it's not going to go off. We we want that versus yeah. you grabbing that gun and maybe grabbing that trigger. Yep, 100%. And shooting somebody. Because you, when you're going down and it's twirling down, you don't know where it's aiming. You're not going to yeah, you get anything in the right that. spot. You just... Just let it go. Yep. So that that's hundred percent. Um, and I and there are issues with guns that have gone off um accidentally from falling and hitting the ground just right or whatever. Um, the it's odds very rare. Yeah. The the odds of that and usually in that there's something wrong. Like hey, that gun's been fired a hundred thousand times or five hundred thousand times, not and there's a spring or something that's worn out that's not actually holding it the way it should be holding the sear back or whatever. Um, so, yeah, that it, it happens. I've, I've heard of it happening. Um, but the likelihood of that, you have a better chance of grabbing that trigger yeah. and, hey, the gun's pointing at you, pointing at your friend, pointing somewhere else. Oof. So, yeah, just let your guns fall on the ground. They're not – yeah, they might not be pretty – those are called battle scars to me. They're, <laughs> they're, they're meant to – there's a story about them somewhere or something like that. I mean, it's like all the hunting stuff. I can tell you about – there's some of my old, old guns in my safe. I can tell you where I got certain scratches on them, uh, memories with my uncle hunting in Idaho and that stuff. So, to me, it's kind of cool. I don't mind this, this scratches yeah, no, to the point. I mean, all mine have wo- wo- a holster wear on them anyway from drawing them in and out of holsters. And another thing, pretty. I mean, just, not just the wear, but guns are meant to basically take a beating. You mm-hmm. can't, you can't, you know, draw it back nice and easy. You can't pull the slide back nice and easy because you'll get misloads and, you know, it'll jam. We see that more than anything. People you, are like, they're so ginger yeah, gentle with, with it. it. No, yeah. I mean, it's meant. Give it some power. I and, will tell you, you can't do as much physical force to that gun as the gun going off. Yeah. That gun, the explosion in that gun is way more violent than you racking the slide fast. Yeah. Fast like, and hard. I mean, yeah, go all the way to the back and let it go. And that's it what go. they're designed and to do. And absolutely. Take, so, yeah. Um, so when you, when you get either, you know, let's say you're taking a 12 year old kid out in the desert or a new recruit, who most likely, if they're a new recruit, they probably have had some gun training, maybe, yeah. um, and maybe not. It, it, let's We're just... seeing more and more now that have not, actually. It's, oh, it's, okay. It's, it, 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 when I went through, everybody, like, I haven't dealt with an, uh, an AR-15, but I've dealt with guns. Like, I, I'm familiar with guns and safeties and manipulation to a point. We're getting more and more now that they're like, I've seen them. But I've never touched one. I've never fired one. I don't know what anything means in them. So we go over those five cardinal rules. Um, so w- let's let's take it. Let me, I'm a new recruit. I'm day one in the classroom, right? Yep. D- day, day one, one in the classroom. classroom. We'll, we do a complete PowerPoint. We go over um, pretty much everything, the manipulation of the gun, uh, nomenclature, um, loading processes, unloading processes, um, but we'll go over that. We'll go over the five cardinal rules that I just went over. Um, we'll express them that we also have range um, safety rules like trash is trash. So anything that falls on the ground, it could be a magazine. It could be your gun. It could be um, one bullet. bullets. Yeah. It could be your whatever. 
um, a pen and paper that you had, um, as long as it's not a safety item, and even if it was a safety item, like your your ears fall off, your shooting glasses fall off for whatever known reason, fall to the ground. You leave them on the ground, and you don't bend over to pick them up until whoever's calling the line clears it. Clears the the line. So we're code four. We're in the safe. We're in the holster. Everybody's holstered up. Everybody's in a safe condition. Then we'll say, go ahead and pick up your trash. Okay. So anything that falls on the ground stays on the ground. It could be down there for 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. It, bummer. We got stuff to do. So we'll leave that. Um, so trash is trash. Never manipulate a gun behind the firing line because that's all, all, also how bad things happen. I mean, you don't know what's between you and your target. You're manipulating a gun, but there's people downrange of you. Um, so if we're manipulating a gun, we are on that line. So if we're all, let's say, eight yards from our target, target, um, we're going to manipulate that gun eight yards from that tar- uh, from the target. So we're all on the same plane, same line when we're n- manipulating any firearms. When, um, how long is that uh, class, class? Class. I mean, um, it's not a one day deal. No. So we. And we use it as a building block setup. Yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll give a couple hours. It's probably two and a half hours in the classroom first. Um, and then they'll come out and they do what we call a fan fire, um, the familiarization with the weapon. We really haven't gone over grip, stance, um, sight alignment, sight picture, really any of that stuff. Yeah, that, that stuff is coming to make you a better shot, right? Yes. Not really safety-wise. Yeah. We got to be safe before we need can shoot something. Yep. So we go over that and that's real quick. So we'll do 30, 40 minutes in the classroom and then they'll go out and do a fan fire. Um, and they're usually, you see them, they're like, Oh, they're kind of all like their heads just like blown. Like, Oh my gosh, this is weird and crazy. Um, because they don't know anything. The ones that do, you can see it. They they're familiar with the gun. They know how it works. They know how to shoot all that stuff. Um, the people that aren't, you pick up immediately, Okay, they're new shooters, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you can tell for sure. And then they go back in for the, the fundamentals of shooting. And then they come out that later that afternoon and they shoot another series after they've been familiarized with how the weapon works. And, and then, then that- we just do building blocks after that. So every day we have a little bit of classroom portion that we add something to. Hey, we're going to do reloads. We're going to do this. And then do, do you that. go back to day one stuff if – you know, if they're obviously if they're not getting it, mm-hmm. yeah, we will uh, and they because they get tested out, right? So yes, if you, absolutely. If you don't test out on something, you either fail the academy or you keep progressing. You know, yeah, progressing. I mean, and we have the first week. There's really no tests in it. Like there, there, there are no, hey, this is pass or fail this week. But then eventually it gets to that point. But every day, every break. So let's say that first day we go to lunch. We come back. We do the safety brief right before it again. All guns are loaded. Treat every fire. All that's those five cardinal rules we go over. We go over our range safety rules, our med uh, medical treatment if we need to type uh, platform. Um, every time we leave the range and come back, we go over that again. And it doesn't matter. Like I try to tell the guys in the academy, it doesn't matter if you've been here for 20 years. When I go out to the range... For an in-service shoot, we go over the same thing again every time. It it, it ingrains it. I mean, teachbacks. We call them teachbacks in the academy. So we'll have kids, or I call them kids, 
because they're younger than me, most of them. <laughs> um, but they're not. The recruits, um, we make them teach stuff to us. Like, yeah. we present it to you. And then, hey, Clay, get up here and teach us about... Yeah, no, that's good. So they have to, they have to kind of. I wouldn't really say become experts, but they have to come back and teach. That's how I've I see it as the best way to make somebody super comfortable with or, or knowledged about that stuff. They 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 gain that knowledge because they have to present it back to somebody. Oh, that's really cool. So I, we I do that, that, and it's always building. <laughs> it's it's a building block setup for everything. Yeah, I just while you were talking there, it just makes me think. Uh, the more you do something, you're going to, cause you, you can even, you can learn everything, what you just talked about in a classroom and even on the range, right? And then you go mm-hmm. home, you could forget everything. Oh, absolutely. The next day you come in, you do it again. You go home, you forget everything. You could do that for two weeks. What I'm getting at is you have to take it upon yourself to become familiar with everything that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So the more you do something, cause I, I like, I've talked to my brother Clint about, pistol shooting. We grew up not really shooting pistols. We had Mm -hmm. some, but we didn't really learn. And so they weren't taboo because we knew about them. We were educated about them, but we just didn't use them. There was, because we were hunters. We didn't didn't hunt with pistols. We had them on for safety. My dad had one for, you know, out there, if something was to happen. Um, But you never trained with them. You never never trained with them. them. And so as I got older, I got versed in them Mm -hmm. long before Clint ever did. And so when he started getting around him, he was still nervous, even mm-hmm. though he was a very proficient and let's say master or whatever you want to say, not master, but knew everything about a shotgun and a, and a rifle, how to break them down, how to clean them, how to shoot them, how to, you know, ever, yep. felt so comfortable with them. But when he got on a pistol, even though he knew everything about gun safety, he was like, oh my God, what do I do? It's a foreign object. Foreign object, even mm-hmm. though he's so familiar with guns, right? So... That familiarity and and education about it, the more you're familiar with certain things about it, you're going to be comfortable. But at the same time, you can't get too comfortable, and that creates lackadaisical. Complacency. Yeah, complacency. So 100%. you always have to constantly be on your toes. Like you're saying, every day came in. I've been on the force for 20 years, but I'm going to hear that stuff the every same day. Thing. Same it's, thing every day. It's And it's a perishable skill. Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. Even that, like just your knowledge about something can be a perishable skill if you're not kept up on it. I mean, that's why a lot of like doctors, lawyers, CPAs, whatever, continue they have the education. education, right? Just to keep their mind sharp in this field that they may not really work on that very often, but they, they have to be kept up on it. So it's, it's, and there's new technology. Absolutely. Gun, yeah. Or new laws new or laws new whatever. Sure. Yeah. Um, so at that, you have to keep up on it. Um, so perishable skills by not going over the manipulation, not going out and shooting. Like I can feel myself when I take a month or two off of not going out and doing a bunch of my sh- pistol drills just for whatever reason, don't have time. I feel rusty and I know I'm rusty. And I go back to the basics for probably three or four magazines. Yeah. And then I start to pick it up again. Like, I'm like, okay. And then a building block up to where now, okay, now I'm ready for my drills to where now yeah, I, I remember, know. <laughs> I remember when we went out shooting one time and we were we were drawing and doing a single shot and then a double tap to the center mass. Mm-hmm. And you were like, I haven't done this for a bit. And your times were obviously way faster than mine. And I don't, I can't remember what the good times were like. 0.3 seconds or whatever it was. And you were like at 
four or five and you're like, God, I'm slow today or something, you know, you're like, you know, yeah, you can feel it. <laughs> you, can feel like you feel it. it. And it's and it, like people don't get it. There, there's a difference from drawing from a concealed holster versus drawing from my duty holster. Yeah. Um, concealment should be slower to a point because I've got to get a garment out of the way. Um, or if you hold it in your boot or chest yeah, or waist. Just depending or, on where it's at. Yeah. Um, but retention's different. So my duty holster has retention to it. Like it has ways that it won't fall out yeah. where more retention. Um, like I have a level three retention holster. Most conceal holsters are usually a one level retention. It's either a Kydex that's just, there's just enough squeeze there yeah. that it sticks. Yep. Or there's a thumb break or something like that. That's it. So it, there's just different things. Um, and we work on different drills at the range. Um, I, I will tell you, that's that day one is probably one of the best days for a range instructor up there um, for our academy because they're in the classroom for a couple hours. So all of our instructors that aren't teaching in the classroom, we'll go out and we work drills. Oh, okay. and we get to go out and shoot <laughs> a little bit. So we fresh up. like We're like, okay, hey, this is what we're going to teach today. These are the drills. This is... And we'll go through it. People think, oh, you guys, nope. We go through the exact same drills probably a week before, the the, the same tests, the same everything that we're going to present the recruits. We All the instructors go through it. We just have to pass at a higher rate yeah. or they won't it's, keep us as a, an instructor. It's funny you say that. I mean, totally off subject, but... Basic. I mean, you're do you're honing your craft, right? Yeah, yeah. And and making sure you know what you're doing before you, you teach it. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't want to sound like an idiot. Exactly. Going, eh, I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, we were down. We were at a concert. Uh, we went to Kid Rock uh, last weekend, two weekends ago. They were he was he came to Reno, but there was a li little band at the bar we went to um, prior to, mm -hmm. and the keyboardist. I mean, it was. We were in the bar for a good two hours, probably, but they never went. They, they hadn't gone on. We were just in there waiting for Kid Rock to start. You know, it was it was next door outside the big mm -hmm. concert, but they were in there, and they were going to play once the Kid Rock got concert. Kid Rock concert got over, and everyone you know walked back to walked the bars back to the and everything. Bar. And that keyboardist was in there for two hours. If not more, sitting there and going through every song and playing it and just not loud, but sitting at the keyboard and going through every little run, every little chord progression, whatever mm -hmm. it was, so he can be good once the band once, started. Once, yeah. So I totally off subject, but basically that's what it, it's the same same thing. thing. You're Absolutely. you're doing your craft. You're, I guarantee you the the lead guitarist in the back of the, of those big shows. You think they just come out cold turkey? Like yeah. no, they probably but. It's show number 95 of their tour. I'm sure it's he's a, probably 5,000th, yeah. uh, not session, uh, shift for a guy that's been on for 20 years too. Yep. So, but these, those guys, I mean, they, I guarantee you, they do practice warm ups oh, before the tour starts or something like that. They're, yeah. hey, we're going to have to do this for two weeks. Every day for eight hours, we're going to play every song that we know. Yep. Same thing. So, yeah, I mean, Getting familiar with your, your weapons platform, um, we'll do the same thing with our AR. How many guns are, uh, is approved? Approved at your academy, <sighs> remember? 
I'd say somewhere in the, in the neighborhood of total. And that's including ARs and shotguns because we really only have one shotgun. But I'd say 30 to 40, somewhere in there. Total guns, maybe 50. And and then it's up to you. You can choose any of those that you want to duty carry. For our department, yes. But there are some that are set up for duty carry. Like they'll they'll have an asterisk only off-duty, like the 365. That won't be authorized to carry for duty, for patrol duty. Um, It's not big enough. Yeah. But, yeah, they'll have that. And and they'll have a, a, a note to it. This one's only a backup gun. Um, but the the rest of these are all good to go for. And then you can choose what you want. Um, for our agency, yes. For your, okay. There so, are a lot of agencies out there that are like, nope, you have to carry this gun. This is the gun understood. that you guys carry. And do you, of those, let's say there's 25 pistols and the rest are rifles, ARs and yep, shot, yep. whatever. Of the 25, can you change one in and out? However, you can have one one day and one the next day, or do you have to stay on no, so the only way for me to carry it is I have to qualify with it. So if let's I, say you qualified with all twenty five, can you go in and out of all the twenty five any any day you want, or do you have to report like what pistols on duty? No, yet? you could you could bounce it back and forth, but it's very uncommon in that aspect, only because you have to keep your proficiencies up. Just because I tested with it seven years ago, understood. So we shoot every year. And that's what's on our, we call them range cards. That, so I make put my make model, all that stuff down. This is what I pass these quals with. That's what I'm good to go with. Now, if I want to change it, I can go meet up with my range master when he has time and we can do, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start carrying this gun. Okay, we're going to run you through this test. Okay. And they have to pass it with an X amount if of If you, as a, on, on duty, your duty gun, obviously one... Something could happen on duty where it's demolished or, or wrecked mm-hmm. or something, you know, get shot, bullet, whatever it happens. Do you have that same gun? The Does the duty – I don't know how to answer do that question. Back, do you have a replacement for your backup duty or for uh, a duty Of the gun? same gun. I do because that's just who I am. Yeah. I have I, – I keep one gun at work. That's my duty gun. I have the exact same gun set up at home. That I use for practice, um, so that's the way well, I'm not that moving, makes sense, not moving sure. guns back and forth. Most people don't. So now, for a like a city issued gun, let's say you get in a shooting tonight, okay, um, and we've got to take that gun as evidence. Before the end of the shift, the range master will bring you a new one of that exact same gun, okay, and then you'll have to go back out with him and qualify. That's a city issued, mm-hmm. but that's not how your department works so we do city issue guns but you can also you can personally you can own your own you can personally buy your own gun and bring it to the cat and it could be the exact same gun like i could buy like they right now we issue the p320s okay full-size p320 i could buy my own p320 and start working with it no problem i get in a shooting they just give me a new gun do you okay do you uh do you report every day what, like, serial number-wise? No. So it's every shoot that we do. You mean like a— So oh, we have a we have quarterly or every three months or four months, five months, a shoot each. So certain agencies are different. We do three shoots a year. So three times a year we go to the range and qual and do 
different drills and that stuff. During that, I fill out a range card. On that range card, is list I list all the guns that I'm qualifying with. Okay. Their make, model, serial number. If it's personally owned, city owned. Okay. That. So we do gotcha. that. Um, but do it's you, three times a year. It's it's on my card. But you, I, I've I've filled out other cards here and there because we shoot so much. That, like a, mm-hmm. I did my 365, my 365 XL, um, my 229 single action only Legion. My two two six single action only legion. Those are the guns that are on my card pretty much all the time. Gotcha. All right, that was a little uh, got off target. Got off target, but let's get back to a little training. I one question I wanted to ask: when you because of the hand size from a youth to an adult in academy, let's say, Mm -hmm. is there any different technique or safety? That you have to go over when you're teaching a kid versus I know all, all the all the what you're saying the five mm-hmm, the five cardinal rules safety rules. all those are the still, same they still apply absolutely but is there anything because of a uh, of a young kid's hands that they have to do differently so that you have to teach them differently I you know what I'd never seen this before and I finally saw it in my daughter when we were first shooting certain guns um, one thing that I don't like doing and I see it happen with some parents they give their son, their, their son or, or daughter a forty-four mag. Shoot this because they want to see, and, and, and it's super detrimental if you ask me about it. So I try not to safety-wise for a, a young shooter, not give them anything that is going to be more than they can handle. Okay. Um, I'm not going to have a six-year-old shoot a three hundred win mag, like unless I'm trying to create problems. Yeah, there's going to be a flinch later on forever that I'm going to have to try to fix um i also try to not give them big handed gripped guns um but i saw this so going back to what i saw with my daughter when she was younger there were certain guns that she didn't have the the grip strength the dexterity pretty much to pull the trigger with one finger she was little like i started my daughter off fairly young at shooting and you did with your son too um we both did together pretty much uh so she would stick her trigger finger and her middle finger in there and pull the trigger at the same time. And I'm like, stop doing that. It's only, and she couldn't do it. And to get her trigger finger in there and do it, she would, because she didn't have the strength, she would start to shake, trimmer. She would pull the gun differently. And I'm like, okay, let's do what will work for you. Yeah. Um, so if they've got to grip it a slightly different way, because that, as long as it's safe, um, I don't want their, their thumbs behind the slide and that stuff. Cause you're going to tear it. But sure. I see that with them and I'm like, okay, cool. Let's do this. Let's change your grip to maybe you'll have a better grip on that in this way. Um, I've helped them. I'll hold this. You hold that because their hands just not quite big enough. Um, but I really, I caution people in doing that. Like don't give your kids something that is obviously way too much for them to handle or don't give your girlfriend hey i'm gonna give them a snub nose 44 magnum yeah. with the smallest grip handle on it well i guarantee you nicole's grip strength is way different than yours and mine right yeah. I, if my if my goal is to hurt or scare somebody i've got way better things to use to scare them with it you know i don't see the 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 benefits of that oh can you handle it i one of my favorite things to do with young people is to 
not necessarily even let them shoot right away is just to have them around them. Mm-hmm. You know, just familiar yourself. It's not a, it's not taboo. It's not a, it's not a toy. It's not a, absolutely. you know, it, it's the, get out there and see that it can be fun, but it can be dangerous that you don't, you don't have to shoot this, but it's, it's not something that you have to be afraid of if you yep. teach them the right way. Even uh, just holding it, holding picking it, picking it up, you know, Hey, looking down the sites. Because hey, that's a cool, lot, huh? I hate to say it. These kids get educated by. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, video games, mm-hmm. YouTube, and YouTube, and they there's no coming back from things. So you, as a parent, if you're going to take that, or not just a parent, anybody that are going to have kids around guns, the familiarity of just being around them is a very big thing for me. Not just like okay, let's go shoot, and here's a gun, and let's go straight into shooting. Yeah. I think dry you, drills, dry drills, shoot, being let around, them shoot them, it, let them let them look down the sights. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> I don't know how many guns I've built and had at my house cleaning, setting up stuff for you or, or other buddies. Almost every single time. She's gotten to a point where she doesn't do that now because she's handled so many. Mm-hmm. She used to, can I can I hold that? Can I look down the sights? Can I? Almost every gun. I know he does the same. Chance does, or Chase does the same yep. thing growing up. It's, can I touch that one? Can I see that one? Yep. And All the time. as long as it's safe, absolutely. Here you go. Let's do it because uh, I don't want it that taboo thing. I want my daughter and I want Chase and whoever other kids, Alyssa, everybody that we've got around to go, yeah, that's a gun. I've seen it every day and I can yeah. go out and play with that and shoot anytime I want with my dad or uncle or friends, whoever, that it's not a, you want to go see something yeah, secret? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's of- where I think we get into problems with, time. with the youth. Um, which is why I, I honestly, I, you know, I teach the kids, uh, our, our cadet, a junior cadet program used to be like an explorer post. Um, I teach them, I want them exposed and I've got most of these kids, they've never handled a gun. Um, I've taken a kid that has never seen a gun to shooting all sorts of different platforms, getting them super comfortable, enthusiastic about, Oh, we're going to the range. This is going to be awesome. Versus. I'm a little scared. I'm a little intimidated by the range guns. I get them to where this is great. This is perfect. What I, I love this stuff now, and they shoot really well. Um, I always make a joke. I'm like, I got kids in this program that will shoot. Some of them will shoot better than <laughs> a, a, one of our recruits that just went through the academy um, because I give them so much exposure to it. Uh, no, yeah, that's- you have to get that exposure out for yeah, your youth. One hundred percent, like you're saying, that taboo of of only it's only a daddy thing, it's only an adult thing, it's only this, and you're gone. And mm-hmm. I, Tom, you know, one of our producers uh, here, we asked him before we came into this podcast what one thing because he hasn't been around a lot of pistols, but yeah, yeah. he's been around hunting now for. 15, 20 years around us. And he's finally got his hunter safety. He's hunting now. Mm -hmm. But again, just like Clint, he's just now getting into pistols. So Tom, what do you want to learn about? And one of the things was that he mentioned was the safety. How am I supposed to, you know, cause he has two young daughters. Mm -hmm. They've never had guns in the house. Mm -hmm. What do I do as far as at the house? Is it in the safe, out of the safe? Is it loaded? Is it not loaded? How, you know, how, how do I keep te- it, how to keep it w- how where to, you need it if you need it, but it's not just sitting there. Sitting there. And be, 
obviously mistakes could always happen. I mean, that's why it's a mistake and that's, uh, we don't want that. That's why we educate and don't taboo and, and, and do what we're talking about. But I have pistols out in my house, not in safes. Cause I, in my mind, I think I've done one hell of a job of teaching the three kids, Yeah, you know, this is, it's dangerous. Uh-huh. They they are dangerous. Uh-huh. There's no coming back from a mistake on these things. You can drop a glass and it and it's yeah it, it's broken. We're never getting broken. that back. But but if you pull this out and go out back and think you're going to have fun playing cops and robbers out there, there's no coming back from that. Nope. So I think I've done a, a, a one hell of a job. The they all go up if someone comes over. If somebody new comes over, if they have friends come over and kids play, mm-hmm. they all go back in the safe. Mm-hmm. But there's there's drawers that I have pistols in that aren't locked up. The kids know they're there, and they, they, it's like they're not a yeah. taboo. I have that same thing. I mean, I have guns. So, I but I don't want to tell oh. that to Tom, right? Because his kids yeah, have never no. been around it. I don't want to say that because there's you know there's fingerprinted safes that you have quick access and that safes. Would, that's exactly where I would go for him would be one of those finger access uh, keypad safes. Because if you're using it for home defense, obviously it's kind of one of those things. If you're like, I don't care about home defense, I just shoot on the weekends, then yeah, leave it in your safe because you're not having to get to it. But if you got to get to it, it, you need it. You need it now. When you need it, you're going to need it now. Sorry, don't, don't, yeah, I got to go get my gun out of my safe. I have the same argument with people like, you don't carry a loaded gun, do you? I'm like, huh? (laughs) I go, what are you talking about? They're like, that gun's not loaded right now. I'm like, well, of course it is. I go, what good's an unloaded gun? At that point in time, I might as well have a hammer because that gun is no different than a blunt forced object. I was just going to, it goes back to the same theory of a dull knife is a dangerous knife. Yeah. I'm like, "Um, that makes no sense to me. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But it's, it it, it is like, okay, well, it is loaded. Well, I know it's, I know my guns are loaded. Um, And you're, you're right. I have, I have guns. I have two or three in particular that are there for home defense. Um, my daughter knows that I have those things, but they're in drawer. Like she doesn't go to those areas. Like she she knows, nope. If there's something in one of those drawers that she needs, she was raised. You have to ask to get into that drawer. Like that is not yours. Um, and she has friends over. Not one of them even, they don't even go into the, that room. Um, but you got to educate. You have 100%. to educate. Um, and one of her best friends, we she shoots competition with her in the rodeos and that stuff. So um, absolutely, we go over all that stuff. Every time I take them out, we go over it. We go over it. Her other best friend, um, we've shot a little bit. Not a whole lot with her, um, but that's coming because she so, wants to learn how to shoot a little bit more. What would you tell Tom, though? Of, so, of a new guy with a new a, guy, with, I would do, with a I pistol would do, in the house. Because we've already gone over him personally. Hit safes. The 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 thumb safe or the by the bed the, by the bed. Yeah, if, if that's kitchen, what you're looking for is a a uh, home defense setup because you're going to keep it there for home defense. I would put one of those little bed safes. Yeah, Liberty Safe has some some really cool. They have yeah. multiple multiple gun setups, single gun setups. They um, have the key ones, or they have the 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 RFD type. Yep. Scanner systems, um, yeah, something along those lines. That's what I would tell somebody that has somebody in their household that's like, uh, even his wife, honestly, 
She's never, I guarantee it. I, no. We know she's not been around those things. So she just doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah. She knows it's, she probably wouldn't pick it up. Yeah. But she doesn't know. Loaded in the safe, unloaded in the safe. 100% loaded in the safe for me. Yeah. Um, there's no point in not having that gun loaded. Um, and especially I, in the safe, especially <laughs> in that safe oh, for a home defense gun. Now the guns that I have in my safe safe unloaded, they're all unloaded. hundred percent. Um, there's no reason to have one. Like I'm not getting to one of those. Now I have magazines that are readily available. In fact, I've staged, I've told my wife, I'm like these, we did a setup. Um, Hey, if you get to the safe and you can get this gun and this gun, and get back to a defensive position. There's other magazines there for you. Yep. You're 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 good. You've got a lot of firepower for a pretty amount of good of time until help gets there. Um, but I've talked. I've had these debates with people. Why not just leave it unloaded? It doesn't take you very long to rack it. I'm like, okay, I get you in your stance at home. Somebody's coming into the, the house, you hear a glass break or something, it's fairly easy to grab your gun and cycle in around. For me, I, I carry a gun around me all day long. I don't have time to cycle in around. Yeah. Um, so all the guns that I carry on me, 100%, uh, th there's a round loaded in the chamber. So you could go back either way on in, in for the, the safe setup for Tom. Magazine loaded, not one in the chamber. I'm okay with, to a point. You have to be proficient in pick it up, cycle, slide, and you're in the fight. At that point in time, it's it's that quick. If that's what you well, want yeah, to do. What, yeah, whatever scenario you want to be in to feel safe yeah. and, and comfortable with. 100%. Practice from there. Yep. And that's I, I'm good with that, but I wouldn't have, I call it the crazy California rule. Hey, your your gun can be here, but your ammo's got to be a hundred yards from your gun, and your magazine's got to be another hundred yards from the the ammunition. It's like, oh, good God! By You're the really time, taking my by second the time, amendment yeah, way. By the time I get to that, if I need it, uh, that's we're so all. So tell past. me where you are with um, pistol versus shotgun home defense, because obviously you can't have a shotgun in a key safe. They have stuff that's very similar. In fact, Liberty has a couple things that are very similar that they'll mount to the wall, they'll mount to the bed frame, that it is a key code that'll drop, basically unlock it. And it it goes right over the trigger guard and the action. So nothing can get manipulated by somebody going down there going, oh, I'm just going to pull this trigger. Yeah. It won't work because it's covered. Um, Do you like a pistol or a shotgun better for home defense? Like a little M2 Benelli? Uh, or, or M4. Man, <laughs> I, I will tell you, I really, honestly, I really wish, like, I, I like the 12-gauge shotgun. Um, I wish I could get a Benelli M2 or an M4 in, in a 20-gauge. <laughs> um, lower recoil, still is deadly, um, still has all the shock. It's just you're, you're losing a couple pellets in it yeah. is all it is. Um, so we shoot low recoil, um, double-op buck. So on all duty. That, on saying? duty for, for work. Um, and I love it. In fact, we shoot a uh, a federal load, and it is bad to the bone, <laughs> devastating. And I mean, I, I've I've got a couple shotguns that I fired it through that at twenty five to thirty five yards, which is a fairly long shot. It's a really long shot for private self defense. Um, man, it keeps everything so tight, and I mean, it's just there. So I like that. I don't like it for everybody. Um, 
you've got a small frame girlfriend. She's not the biggest. Putting a 12-gauge double-op buck system in her hands, probably not the best thing because I'm going to want her to be able to get multiple shots off if there's multiple assailants um, moving and shooting at the same time. I don't want something that the recoil is too much for. So that's where I look at. Hey, it could be a 410, which would even be cooler to, like, for me, I only think about how fast I could shoot a 410 shotgun handling the recoil or a 20 gauge. I wouldn't even feel the recoil. Like, I could get that thing humming and going and yeah. as fast as I could. There's benefits to both. Okay. Um, I look at over penetration. I'm looking at things like that through the house. Cause so somebody comes into your house and you've got to put them down, but your kids' rooms mm, good point. two or three doors Very down. Good point. Do I want my rounds that possibly miss or that hit on target, but he's so close or she's so close that it goes straight through him in through walls and blah 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 blah. I'm thinking about all that. A lot of people don't look at that. Like, yeah, I, they don't care about overpenetration. They're like, man, I want this thing to go through him so fast. I'm like, oh, well, if it's going through, through him, it's <laughs> going to go through another wall. Who's on the other side of that wall? Um, so, like, there's pistol carbines becoming really, really super popular. In fact, SIG makes, in my opinion, probably one of the best pistol carbine platforms out there because it is identical to an AR and the MPX. I love it. In fact, that's one of the ones that I've got set up that I got a lot of discontent for somebody that comes into my house <laughs> with bad bad intentions. Yeah. Um, so there's those options. Uh, I know a lot of people are like, look at the AR. I, I'm on board. Whatever you're comfortable with, um, I think you're more precise with an AR platform than you are with a pistol, no matter who you are, because it's a two-handed shoulder-fired weapon you're, you're more stable. But then again, I also go back to the overpenetration. There are companies oh, out yeah. there that make rounds that are low recoil, low speeds, but fa still faster than the pistol, but not by much. Um, enough to where it will penetrate and cause severe damage to whoever you're shooting or whatever you're shooting. It could be a varmint or whatever that's attacking your livestock or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but it won't go through and cause a ton of damage afterwards. Uh, so there's, there's those options. I really say, Hey, research, get educated in that. What's the best for you? Um, where you live, you might live in an apartment. Yeah. Oh, like to me, I'm thinking, I don't know my neighbor, but I obviously don't want to shoot my neighbor accidentally because somebody came into my house yeah, or my apartment. Um, so I, I look at it in both a lot of those ways. Me, I know what my capabilities are because I train enough. There are a lot of people that don't do this. They don't shoot as much as I shoot. Yeah. So they don't know how that's going to be. I have a Benelli M4 set up just yep, so pri I. <laughs> primarily for that purpose. Yep. My wife's comfortable enough with it um probably not the best weapon for her either little ultimately little too big too, too big yeah. for too much and that's why i go back to i'll plead out to to benelli hey make me a, <laughs> a, a an m4 george gauge, please. george are you I, need, listening? I need a i need a 20 gauge that thing would be I, i'm telling like i think that would be one of the coolest home defense guns out 20 gauge suit and double up buck all day long 
for recoil for pretty much mm -hmm. anybody. You, my kid handles a twenty gauge like it's no problem. So yeah. even a big, bigger guy like me, that wouldn't be hard at all. It would actually be so much easier. Um, but, and then I look at people and it's like, do we do red dot? Do we do laser? Do we do whatever makes it better for you? Yeah, I go right, be back into like yeah, each person's going to be like, no, I, I I have a hard time picking up that red dot. I, it's the laser is another thing to push on in that critical incident. I'm on board with you. Train, train, train. If that's what you're going to do, if you're going to carry a red dot on your pistols, train, train, train to where that is second nature. You're picking up that red dot. Um, you, you're going to run a laser and light train, train, train to where it's second nature for you to flip that light and laser on. If that's what you're going to do. Yeah, I agree with all that. That's, um, but it all, all of that train, train, train goes back to the basics. Mm -hmm. You can train all you want, but you still have to be safe in doing it. And that mm -hmm. comes down to if you're five years old or 55 years old, yep. those basic five things, those five cardinal rules, five cardinal safety rules are apparent uh, no matter how old you are, experienced, inexperienced, they are the fundamentals of safety for everybody. Yeah. Should be. <laughs> you, you You should be taking those things out. And even, honestly, like like we have the range safety rules, not just firearm safety rules, the, the range safety rules. Hey, don't bend down and pick something up because if I do have a negligent discharge and you're bent down picking something up, yeah. well, now you're in the path of my gun. And I, I wasn't paying attention to you. So it's, it's just incumbent upon everybody that's on the range to be watching out and looking at. That's why I don't like don't, going Don't to, shoot and then get yep. all excited and turn back. Oh, my God, I hit the target. Exactly. And you we see that a lot. And it's like, oh, <laughs> you're flagging everybody behind yeah. the line. I'm like, oh, God, oh, God. Yeah. Um, and honestly, that's there are a lot of times that I don't like going to public ranges because I don't know who's on it. And I don't know who's running it. And I don't know what guns are out on that range. Like, okay, has this guy got some fancy thing that he built that yeah good point i don't know um i've watched guns blow up on videos like what the hell well they put the wrong round in the damn thing and it blew up and hurt Ooh. people shrapnel people next to them. that's like, in the news right now isn't it yeah we've had we've had a little bit of that um and i don't know if you want to touch in on that i mean it's that's a, what that's a tragic event um we do so, training. We do training very similar to that, um, but man, safety, 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 safety is the way that we go. Like, like that. That went through five rounds of people. I don't probably even more of not being safe. I mean, oh, absolutely. If, if you're not catching up, what we're throwing down, it's the Alec Baldwin situation, and this is probably going to come out a couple weeks since that's happened. Obviously, but I mean, just because we're on safety. The news reports that are coming out, if they are true, there's so many just basic safety things that it's a safety failure, the, negligent oh, failure. So many people, yep. like just I, I don't know the laws or rules of uh, on set it's on stuff. set stuff. I don't know all the, but I don't understand why you would have real guns and real bullets mixed in with a prop gun and and blanks. Should it, never. Should, I mean, I didn't ever, understand how that even ever happens. Be mixed then up. you have an armorer, what they call an armorer, who who clears basically the gun and makes sure they're safe to go into the scene. Then 
you yell out cold gun, but then in my mind for, for the person who, you know, Alec to take that gun and point it at somebody, that's a cardinal rule, yep. regardless of a prop gun, real gun, fake bullets, whatever. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I can't even point a gun at a person unless that I want to do damage to that person. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I'm going to point a per- gun at a person or, or any object yep. is to cause damage. Mm-hmm. And so even if you, in my mind, it's so tough to get around that, that thought of even pointing a. It would feel like so prop. weird and uncomfortable for me to pull, point a gun. I'm like, dude, we've all cleared it. Everybody knows it's unloaded. Unloaded. Whatever, okay. Right? Still Everybody get out of the way. Room. Like I would still be like, uh, yeah, man, we've I, done it. Be so, so many... hesitant. Like, mm, dude, I don't feel, I don't feel comfortable pointing. This, this is the point. We've so obviously we've been filming. With firearms for 15, 20, 17, 20 years now. In back in the, that. we were doing DVDs long before we had television. But we have uh, had so many comments of, I can't believe you pointed you that gun, gun at the, at the person. cameraman? <laughs> no, that is an unmanned camera out there. We would never you can't ever. can't play and leave a camera running yes, for so, hours. <laughs> so like in that process of on the, going back to that set, for him to point a gun at a person and then pull the trigger at a person, like let alone having the failures of having the mixed bullets and and blanks and real guns and prop guns and all this stuff, then let alone not moving those people out behind the camera. I mean, crazy, right? There's so I mean, many failures of basic gun, and that's what pisses me off. This is the mm-hmm. biggest thing that pisses me off about. Hollywood or or those on the left that uh, against gun rights and against second amendments and don't think we should have guns. The prime, they are preaching prime example they to, are preaching to us about guns and gun safety where you have no idea about guns and gun safety. Mm-hmm. Cuz you just prove to the world that the failures of basic gun safety regardless of it's of a toy gun I mean, I have taught my kids from day one, even if it's a toy gun, a plastic, you know, nothing. Don't point it at somebody that you just don't point. You don't do Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And they're sitting there preaching to us that we shouldn't have guns. And now you can't perform the basics of gun safety. The basics, the ultimate basics. And it costs somebody their life. It is that pisses me off so bad. Because they attack it now. Now now we've. We've given those, those guys rant, but the whole a- ammunition to come back and go, see, we told you, guns yeah. aren't safe. Uh, well, no, the people weren't safe that are handling that it. gun is. Yes, that gun is safe. We do the same stuff. So I have, we have training. That Sorry, we my blood pressure is up now. <laughs> we do what we call force on force training, right? Um, to try to get a new officer or a veteran officer. It, it's hard to put them in a gunfight, right? Like, that's not what we're... Go out and get into your first gunfight so you gain experience. Yeah. No. We want to put <laughs> it in on a playing field where you can learn and walk away and, and take objectives and how how it's going to stress you out and what you're going to do when bullets do really start flying. So we have the very same, same stuff. Um, we shoot blank guns, okay? But there is five checks on that blank gun by five different people before that gun gets put into service anywhere. Yeah. We still, I will tell you, with our blank guns, we still don't point them at people. 
We have what we call simunition guns that shoot little paints. Those rounds are double-checked multiple no. times. Those are the only guns that get pointed at each other because do, but they, they do, shoot paints at each other. Do, do blanks and real ammunition ever even come into... No, like they, they, it's we don't so, even have it, like so going it's into so the crazy that they're even that, yeah. I will we will frisk everybody going into that scenario. Yeah, nobody has any live ammunition, live guns, live knives. Like what I mean by live knives is a real knife. It, yeah. it better be a toy plastic knife that we're using as a simulation for a knife. Um, nothing is real. Those blank guns are real guns. Yeah. But we double check the ammunition. The ammunition doesn't even look close to each other. They, they they don't have a projectile off the end of it. Nothing protrudes out of it. It's all in a casing, and you can see the wax. And that's what I mean by we double check. Yeah, I check. I look you at check. it. You look at it. The, then the person that's loading the gun looks at it, and the guy that's shooting the gun looks at it before it's even put into play, uh, because. We don't want to have one of those tragic accidents. We we have so many safety steps. Sometimes everybody's like, oh, man, you guys waste so much time doing safety checks. Uh, but I'm going home tonight. <laughs> how much How much time is your life worth? Like, yep. So it takes me an extra for the full day, 30 minutes, 40 minutes of safety checks. Well worth uh, it. Well worth it. We walk the scenes. We walk the area. Uh, there's nothing sharp, nothing going to, like, if he runs and trips and falls, he's not going to fall on all those metal stakes over there. Yeah. We make sure that there's nobody that's not in the scenario that's not there, that's not in that area. We So we walk the rooms in these places, kick everything out, make sure everything's sanitized before, before we even think about, like, if there's something, we blow it dead. Like, I don't like the way that looks. Somebody's safety glasses fall down. We blow the whole scenario dead. Hey, it's dead for right now. Fix your safety equipment. And then we blow the whistle again to start it back up again. It's safety, safety, safety. Yeah, it it really, when that story came out, I was just like, yes, they, they failed in, in mixing everything. They failed in it, but it failed one person and failed the next person and failed the next person. Ultimately, in my view, it it lands on that last person. I mean, yes, this person told this person that it was clear. This person told this person that I put in dummy rounds. This person told this person that, yes, it could go into this scene. This person. But still, I, I when I think about it, I go back to I can literally have you hand me a gun right now and you go, Clay, look. Here, I'm dropping the magazine or I'm here. Here's the bolt action. I'm dropping whatever it is. It's clear. Mm-hmm. You close it back up. Shotgun. You rack it. You show me that it's open. First thing, first thing do I is do is I check it myself, and uh-huh. it's clear, and oh, it's sure. whatever it is. Yep. So if if at the very last, if I had that gun and someone told me it was a clean, cold gun, I would look in there. And I would take out the bullet and go, "Hmm, that's a that's not a that's not a toy or a a, 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 a dummy gun. round, a blank." Yeah. What is it? You know, it, it, it. I'm not trying to blame anybody because I don't know the law, especially down there in Arizona when it happened. But it just goes down to basic firearm safety, firearm safety, 100%. and that should have never happened. And it failed so many people. And I hate to say it again, but it, they preached us about guns, and they can't do the basic, basic things that they make a living on d- using. 
and it cost somebody their life mm-hmm. because of and, fe- your arm, and, and, firearm safety. And I go back to, okay, so we put it on the last person. Let's say it's Alec. You know, he's okay. the last one to yeah. have it. Um, but how familiar is he with weapons? You know, like, I, I always go to these, like... Education. The lowest... Safety. The lowest common denominator, right? We've got to train to the lowest common denominator in that. So you're the the newest, the, the weakest of firearms yeah. in this entire group. Let's say we've got 50 guys here. I have to treat and teach to your level, not this expert over here. I'm like, dude, you know what you're doing. Yeah. You, uh, Great why would point. I do? Because then, then you're sitting here going, yeah, he knows what he's doing, but I don't have yep. the faintest clue what Great I'm point. doing. So I have to teach to your level. So if that's what they're going to do on a movie set, you, you said the armor. The armor should be probably the most proficient in firearms, I would hope. <laughs> um, on the on a set or anywhere, the next person y- y- maybe not as much, right? But we have to teach that person. This is how we check. This is what we do. Yep. We don't just. Gra- I haven't said that's a cold gun. Pick it up. Beca- hand it over. Because, because the, the, the mere is- fact that if you're giving that second person the ability to be part of the equation, they yeah. have to be the top of the line checker too. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. They got to be all on the same page. Yeah. Because there's that human error. This was the human error, right? Multiple now, human error. We have to take <laughs> that human error out of it. And and maybe the armorer did have a cold gun, set it down on the table. But the next person didn't pick up the gun that they made cold. Like I'm, they picked I, I'm up really pissed gun. off about the situation because there's so me. many stories that are coming out now that there's a, apparently the armorer was on a podcast. She's only like 24, 25 years old, this armorer. She's the daughter of a very famous armor in, yeah. in Hollywood apparently. And I'm, this is all news. So I'm reading it from news. So if it's wrong, it, uh, it's, I'm sorry, but uh, it's coming from the news. Um, she's 24, 25. Who's an armor who was on a podcast like a month ago saying, you know, I'm still getting into it. I, I still don't feel comfortable a hundred percent on some of this stuff that this stuff. And you're like, how is she an armor on a set? First of all, if she's an saying, assistant armor or yeah, something like right? that. Yeah, yeah. Then there's an assistant director who just got fired in 2019 from an, another movie set for having an incident with a prop gun who was now the prop gun person on this set. Oh. Then the, there's a third person who just, uh, you know, who called cold gun without even checking it, just was handed it to him without checking it again, who yelled cold gun. Then Alec took it and fired it. Mm-hmm. So there's like four, four or five people that went through the, all these safety things when one person the, could have stopped it. If the first person failed, the second person could have stopped it. Second person failed, the third person could have stopped. There's so yep. many checks and balances there that everyone just failed. And it, it just starts down to basic setup. firearm safety. It starts safety. with the setup, in my opinion. Ugh, I don't know why you would have live and blank rounds together, guns that have live rounds in them, yeah. blank rounds in them. On a set. Hey, you want to go shoot? Totally separate, different. Like, hey, put that over in wing 12, a half a mile from this place. Everything that enters this room will be blanks and a blank gun. And not just that enters it. It's triple checked. Yep. Quadruple checked. (laughs) But going back into this, like I said, uh, when we do our safety stuff there, I frisk every person. You don't have anything on you that's live. Nothing. Yeah, it's and that's what I would do on a movie set. Like, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Yeah, but he's not shooting the gun. I don't care. This isn't a safe environment right now. We we're gonna cancel this until 
Yeah. And and I feel bad. Maybe that armorer, because she is so new, doesn't want to be the one going, well, we can't do this. Yeah. Might be getting pressured from somebody else. It's fine. This is how we run it. Because she doesn't know. She hasn't been around it enough, maybe. I don't, I, yeah, I don't I'm know. just speculating in that aspect. Yeah. But obviously, something wasn't done correctly because we had a tragedy yeah. happen. Um, and it's it's happened in the law enforcement world and those things. That's why we have protocols years and to years, do, and years yeah. ago because it was never set up. It was like, this is new. This is how we're going to do it. Well, something crazy happened. And now we've had to establish all these protocols and safety Measures. Uh, measures so that we don't have it. I mean, how tragic is that? Hey, you're in an event. Like, let's say that's their best friend. And he killed his best friend over somebody being negligent yeah. and not double-checked. It's it's a huge error in that system. Um, I hope they all, movie sets in general, go back and they, they implement some sort of, like, it's a mandate in any of these yeah. Not hey, you guys run your own safety stuff. No, no. This and is there how might it's done be. across there the might board. already there be. Might be. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't I'm work just, on movie sets. I, I, I don't just, know. I just know what it goes back down to the very first question that I asked you. What are the what are were the first things we teach about gun safety? Mm-hmm. And I didn't say real gun safety. I didn't say prop gun safety. I didn't say toy mm-hmm. gun safety. It's gun safety, mm-hmm. and it goes down to the basic things. Those yep. five things, and if you follow those five things. of the time, guns are the safest tool you're ever going to use. Yeah. I mean, it's just, so I I enjoyed this conversation up until the end because it got my blood boiling a little bit (laughs) because it pisses me off that they preach it, preach it, and they don't follow it, follow it. But anyway, I, I, uh, I really think that education, following the five things, and familiarizing yourself with the tools that you want to do. If you want to use a, uh, you know, snub nose, if you want to use a semi, you want to use an AR, whatever it is, whatever tools you're going to use, take it upon yourself mm-hmm. to be the most proficient you can learn it forward and backwards as much as you can and continue Absolutely. to learn, continue to learn. And you follow those five things, go over them one more time, five things. So treat every gun as if it were loaded. Yes. Keep your finger off the trigger and out of the trigger guard until you're on target and ready to shoot. Yes. Okay. Know what's in between you and your target and what's beyond your target. Yes. Never point your muzzle at anything you're not willing to kill or destroy. Yes. Let a falling gun fall. Okay. Um, It doesn't get any simpler than that. It doesn't really. Ultimately, I mean, that that is everyday safety rules. um, Yep. Bare minimum. If you want to add to that... (laughs) By all means. Yes. The safer you can be, you want to come up with number six, cool. 100%. Uh, I, I think these five really do cover everything. Your range safety stuff should be implemented. Um, but practice. And you said, you know, if you're going to shoot this, shoot that. I, I, I go even more into that. If, if you're going to use something to defend yourself, you were accustomed to shooting a semi-auto, and you go out and buy this new semi-auto. Get from, oh, 100%. you need to get familiar with that oh, gun. Yeah. You need to go out and shoot that gun. Not well. I've got one that's similar. Yeah. No. 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 No, no. 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 They're very different things. The the recoil impulses, stuff like that, are going to be different on each gun slightly. You need to go train with your equipment. Train with your reloads. Train with all that stuff. It, it should become second nature to you. Um, but train and practice in as safe a manner 
is you can obviously. And, like, and here's you, another you good point: not not just tr- you know train, but re- search out people, reach out to NRA, reach out to SCI, reach out to you know somebody because you're always going to you know I learn something from you every time. I go mm-hmm. out shooting. I learned something from John Shaw every time I go out shooting. I've been seeing him for, for years, right? Yep. You're always going to pick up on something that you might not have picked up the first time or a different guy might teach something a little bit different that you go, oh, that works better for me. Yeah, right? or so it makes more sense. It makes more sense this way. Explaining it. They're so explaining the so same you thing, might but. be so proficient at something that you think you are, but go take some courses from SCI. Go take some NRA mm-hmm. courses. Go take some, you know, search out some people and continue your education to be as safe as you can because... In reality, they are dangerous. Yep. There's no coming back from a mistake, but they can be fun. They are fun. They're, they're, they're I mean, that's from the entertainment value that I have going out and shooting with friends and that stuff. Oh, it's it's and awesome. I don't, even, I don't even get to shoot that often right? when I take friends out. I'm usually the guy that's. But when they go right. from ten feet to the right to being yeah, able to right? go center mass, that's so fulfilling. It's so fulfilling. Yeah. But uh, it, it it is that stuff. You've got to go out and do it. You've got to you, you got to expose the youth that that want to get into it um, because that's the only way that I think we lessen crime and lessen mm-hmm. mistakes is you get those people and the young people and start them young. Yes. So hundred uh, percent and going in your point, I'll just say one last thing. Um, when you say seek out other people, yeah, vet your instructors 100 look at their credentials and that stuff yeah. hey i've been an instructor for a week and a half now yeah. um what'd you do before this well i was in construction well, that, well i agree and that's why i kind of say reach out to sci because yeah. you the know nra and, and i will say some of the people within the nra they, they get their credentials they're new in it so just vet them and be like okay what what no, have you agreed. taught? Where, what le- who have you gone through? Where did you get some of your training through? They'll have it on most of their websites. Great point. If not, ask them. Um, because and, and nothing bad against them. They're probably very proficient in it. They're probably very good educators. Yeah. Um, I like people that I've I I know that have a certain background and and have that experience at teaching and that stuff. So vet them. Um, but even even if they aren't. Go there with an open mind because I've done it. Um, hey, let's go see. And I'm like, ooh, yeah. yeah. Oh, ooh. You could you could not learn so great, but what not I to do, do like as well? That. Yeah, 100%. I do like that. Um, put the good stuff in your toolbox and get rid of the stuff that you don't. Yeah. And, and you said you learn every time from somebody. Like you pick one little thing up. Yep. That's because you're focused. Honestly, your focus is on ooh. I really want to know how to do that better. And so you're really focused on any of that. And then everything else is kind of like blah 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 blah. Well, because that's what you—that's what you've uh, pinpointed as one of your weaknesses or something you need to work on. So you're focused on that. That you fix that, and then the next time out, you're like, "I really want to figure out why I do this or uh-huh. how to do this better." So you focus on that. So each time you should be learning something. I learn something from teaching somebody new every time. I'm like, man, I even how to that. teach better. Yeah, I'm like, man, that then somebody asks one question, I'm like, what are you talking about? And I'm like. <laughs> Oh, I probably didn't explain that, but that the the best way to get across to them. Yeah. I mean, I've had people, hey, show me, versus can you explain it verbally on yeah. how to do it, and you have to break it down stuff. So each time you learn something new as an instructor, as well as a student. Yeah. So definitely right. go out. It's it's yeah. It's get worth out it. there, folks. Buy you up some SIGs. Buy you up some federal ammo. Get some and, ammo uh, and. Uh, Get a lot of ammo right now (laughs) because it's hard to come by. If if you can uh, get it. 
get some uh, get some guns, some ammo. Go go learn. Go teach somebody. Go go learn from yourself. Go have you know take part of that Second Amendment and uh, and enjoy it. And so, thanks, Jared. Absolutely. Now get to work and protect. Yep, I got to go <laughs> do that in a few hours. Back to a few hours. All right, folks, we'll see you on the next Foul Life episode. Peace of mind brought to you by SIG. We appreciate everything you guys do for us and uh, keep supporting our sponsors. Thank you. See you.